This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Courage Cast. Today is the last day that we dive into the Go-Giver, and we finish with the fifth law of stratospheric success, and we finish the book, The Go-Giver, by Bob Berg and John David Mann. This is, just if you didn't catch it before, this is one of our prime business training books. This is in our bookshelf. This is a recommended reading, not just recommended, almost mandatory reading for our doTERRA team. And I wanted to share it with our with my courageous community here and finish talking about it today. So this is a little story about a powerful business idea. And uh, just to review the first four laws, we talked first about the law of value. Your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. In other words, you are incredibly valuable. And the more you give, the more... Uh, you will receive. The law of compensation, your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So this is all about making an impact, about uh, increasing the numbers of people that you make an impact on, the numbers of people that you give value to. The law of influence is the third law. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. This is a the idea and the concept is about exhorting your influence abundantly to others and doing it without wanting anything in return. So it's a 100% giving, not a 50-50 giving relationship. You're not keeping score and that's how you grow your network. And then the fourth law is the law of authenticity. The most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And this is very, very important uh, to not try to take on other people's authenticity. It's about being you, being your God-created self with someone without trying to force something or make something happen that is not natural to who you are in everything that you do, in business and in life. And now we move on to the fifth law. It's the law of receptivity. And this is when everything comes full circle. And Joe, on the Friday, meets at 12 o'clock sharp with, uh, at the office of Pindar, and he meets first with Rachel, runs into Rachel there, and Rachel begins to share her story about what it's been like working for Pindar and basically being an apprentice to Pindar in the last year or so. She shares about what she learned from him. She learned about finance and philanthropy, negotiation, networking, resources and relationships, basically Pindar's principles of cooperative commerce from A to Z. And that's actually, I would love to hear Pindar's principles of cooperative commerce from A to Z. Um, And then she applied, she's been applying those lessons. She built her network. She now has relationships in over 35 countries um, and she's ready. She's ready and primed to build and start her her coffee business, her fine coffee business. And, and of course, Joe has been enjoying this coffee and this has kind of been the theme throughout the week 
uh, is Joe enjoying the coffee. And, uh, and this came very naturally to him. It wasn't something that was forced. It was just something that he really, really enjoyed. And so he, uh, he basically exhorts Rachel and Rachel shares with him that, that this is going to be a great experience for him. And, and they, they kind of part ways and Pindar shows up and, and they're then sitting up on the balcony of this office waiting for the Friday guest to show up. And Pindar asks Joe, Hey, what do you think about all this? What, what's this experience been like for you? And, uh, he goes on to ask him, uh, you know, when you were young, what did you learn about giving? Is this whole principle of giving something that you're comfortable with? And uh, he, he kind of presses, Pindar presses Joe on this because Joe has a hard time answering. And he basically says, well, uh, you know, what the first thing that comes to mind for me is that it's better to give than to receive. Exactly. It's better to give than to receive, right? If you're a good person, that's what you do. You give. Good people give and don't think of receiving. But you, you think about receiving all the time. You can't help it, Pindar says to Joe, which means you're probably not really a very good person. So why bother trying? All this giving stuff sounds great for some people, for people like me, maybe, or Nicole or Ernesto, but not for you. It's just not who you are because you can't stop thinking about receiving, is what Pindar says to Joe. And Joe asks, uh, and Pindar asks Joe if that's kind of what it sounds like. And Joe sighs and says, yeah, it's something like that. And, and, I, and I can relate to that because it, it's difficult to think about and even talk about giving without mentioning the receiving part. And so Pindar says, listen, relax for a minute. Let me, let me talk to you about something. I want you to try something for me, Pindar says to Joe. I'm going to count to 30, and while I count, I want you to slowly exhale. That's all, just exhale. Don't stop. Take a good breath in first so you have plenty of air, okay? Now breathe in and go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this right now and see how long I can last. I lasted about 15 seconds before I had to breathe in. Matter of fact, I'm out of breath. And neither could Joe. Joe couldn't last. And I'm sure if you tried it with me, you couldn't last much longer than that either. What if, and so Pindar goes on to say, what would you think if I told you it has been medically proven that it's healthier for you to exhale than to inhale? Would that make a difference? And yeah, I could probably learn to just exhale for 30 seconds, but that would take a long time. And I don't know if it would make a big difference. And Joe says, no, of course not. You just can't go on exhaling forever, no matter what argument anyone gives you. What if I told you, Pindar goes on to say, that it's better for your heart to relax than to contract, to just keep opening up without squeezing down again. Would you give it a try? And then of course, Joe says, it's ridiculous. Of course it is, Pindar says. And so is that bit of traditional wisdom nonsense that you and I and everyone else had drummed into us. It's insane to try to give and not receive. As a matter of fact, in our walk with with Christ, it's God's gift to us, His Son and eternal life. We first have to receive. 
We have to receive. We've received first. And then we're able to give. And he doesn't talk about this in the book. This is just my adding on to this, okay? My caveat to this. So trying not to receive is not only foolish, it's arrogant, Pindar says. When someone gives you a gift, what what gives you the right to refuse it? To deny their right to give. Everyone has a right to give. Receiving is the natural result of giving. If you give and then try to stop receiving that comes back, you're like King Canute, watching the tide roll out and commanding it not to come back in. It has to come back in. The tide has to, just as your heart has to contract after relaxing. At this instant, all over the globe, all of humanity is breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide. So is the rest of the animal kingdom. And right now, at this instant, all over the globe, the billions and billions of organisms of the plant kingdom are doing the exact opposite. They're breathing in carbon dioxide and breathing out oxygen. Their giving is our receiving, and our giving is their receiving. In fact, Every giving can happen only because it is also a receiving. Every giving can happen only because it is also a receiving. That is powerful. That is powerful. And hopefully that gives you a little bit of freedom from the constriction of feeling like you just have to give. And if you're receiving that there's something wrong with you. No, it's all very, very natural. It's part of the process. As a matter of fact, today we are in the process of receiving a gift from our friends. We are in Woodland Park, Colorado, near Colorado Springs. Beautiful, 8,500 feet up in the air altitude. I'm overlooking right now, I'm looking at Pikes Peak, which is a 14,000 foot mountain, one of the tallest mountains in North America, uh, right here near Colorado Springs. And we are receiving the gift of our friends, the hams, Michelle and Britt, who have been our, were our longtime neighbors back, back in the day in the early two thousands, we were backyard neighbors. Our, our two oldest sons grew up together until they had to move. They moved here and now we're able to, on our last day, they offered us a place to stay. And so we're receiving, of course, we love to spend time with them. That's part of it. We, we shouldn't feel ashamed or guilty or bad about receiving just we're just receiving from them today and that's a wonderful gift we do a lot of giving ourselves and we're going to receive that gift that they gave us and so in the same way the this is how the law of receptivity works all the giving in the world won't bring success joe begins to sort of have a revelation about won't all the giving in the world won't bring success it won't create the results you want unless you also make yourself willing and able to receive in like measure because if you don't let yourself receive you're refusing the gifts of others and you shut down the flow because human beings are born with appetite nothing is more naturally geared toward being receptive than a baby and if the secret of staying young vibrant and vital throughout life is to hang on to those most precious characteristics we all have as children, but which get drummed out of us, like having big dreams, being curious, and believing in yourself, then one of those characteristics is being open to receiving also, being hungry to receive, being ravenous to receive. And Joe goes on to say, in fact, all those things I just mentioned, having big dreams and being curious and believing in ourselves, 
Those are all aspects of being receptive. They're all the same thing as being receptive. And so Pindar and Joe just kind of get stuck in this revelation. So Joe goes on to finally say, so the secret to success, to gaining success, to having success, is to give, give, give. The secret to getting is giving. And the secret to giving is making yourself open to receiving. And that's the law of receptivity. There's so many paradoxes. There's so many opposites. That's the, that's the beauty and the wonder of the way God made our world, the way he ordered it. So the law of receptivity is the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. Very simple. And at the end, Joe asks, well, where's my Friday guest? We've been talking for an hour. And Pindar says, well, I think that Friday guest has been you. And so this was the, Joe was able to, to process this and be able to own it finally in the, in the last day. He really got it and he really owned it, but he was still left with the truth of the matter that he was not going to hit his quarterly goal in the company, which was the whole point of meeting with Pindar or the whole intention or motivation of meeting with Pindar in the first place. And so it's past five o'clock in the office. Everyone's sort of sulking because it's kind of been a bad quarter for the company. And of course he didn't make his, his quarter. Uh, and, and he's has a conversation with Gus and Gus encourages him by saying, you can't measure your success by whether or not you get the account. That's not the point. The point is not what you do, not what you accomplish. It's who you are and who you're becoming. And then Joe says, well, I know, I know, you know, I'm in in a very pragmatic, pragmatic and mundane way, but he, he says, what good is all of this? If it doesn't generate any wins in the marketplace, I could be a saint and starve to death. And, and he says, that's true. That's true. Just, just wait and relax. Don't worry, Joe. Worrying about it does no one any good. You've had a long week. Go home to your wife. I'll stay and close up. And Gus says, no. And Joe says, no, Gus, you go ahead. I'll get it. And so he's cleaning up, cleaning up the coffee. And he kind of, as he's cleaning up the coffee, he, and this is Rachel's coffee he's cleaning up. He's just kind of getting a piece about him, about what's happened. He's exhaling. He's, he's inhaling. He's, he's kind of calming down from the day and, and just kind of in my, in my view, he's giving, he's surrendering it to the Lord. Uh, and that's how I like to look at it. And as he's done that, he gets a phone call, of course, in the book. Um, we're not going to leave on a, on a sad note. We're going to leave on a note of encouragement. And that's this, that there is a man that calls him at 6.15 in kind of an emergency. His name is Neil Hansen. And Neil Hansen is the one that got the big account, the big kahuna account that Joe didn't get. And Neil has a lot more experience and, and of course, probably deserved it. And he said, hey, Ed Barnes gave me your number because Joe didn't know who Neil Hansen was. Ed Barnes gave me your number. Ed was the competitor whose name he had given to Jim Galloway. So Jim must have talked to Ed and said, hey, uh, Joe gave me your number. And so Ed referred Neil someone. And so it's kind of this full circle process. And so Neil, because of the connection, 
in the relationship. And because Joe, if Joe hadn't have been open to the, to the law of, I think it was in the law of compensation, uh, if he hadn't been open to that, or maybe it was in the first one, the law of value on Monday. Yeah, it was the first one on Monday. He gave that referral away. If he hadn't had that happen on Monday, it wouldn't have come back to him on Friday like this. So Neil is in a jam. The Big Kahuna account uh, has mentioned that they've lost a big supplier. And this big supplier is uh, in the concessions area. And of course, what do they supply? They supply coffee. And instantly, at the last minute, they need someone in three weeks that can get a coffee supply running. And of course, Joe thinks of no one else but Rachel. Rachel, the amazing coffee maker who's well-connected and is ready to go. She just needed something to kickstart, and this was it. And so Joe recommends Rachel. And then in the final chapter, we learn about a year later about Rachel's famous coffee, and Joe is one of the partners in this company that they've started together. And it's been incredibly successful, even in its first year, doing amazing things. And uh, Joe, in, in full circle fashion, meets with a, a young woman named Claire who is uh, looking for uh, work and is looking to work with the company on a contract. And um, while she didn't get that contract, Joe informs her that they have something better in mind for her because she has a big heart, something that involves a lot of giving. And then he begins walking her through the process of the five laws of stratospheric success. So being open to receiving, being open to receiving something that comes back to you. It may not look like what you think it will when you start out. That's another lesson I come away with here is that you, you will not, you more than likely will not look like you think it will. But if you're open to trusting and if you're open to keeping an, an open mind to what God might have for you, then you will not hold back and you will not keep score and you will not desire to gain uh, in, in advance of someone else. You will not desire to, to gain, get ahead of someone else. You will not need to be competitive. And that's, that's the main thing, main lesson for me is that I tend to have a competitiveness and I tend to, I tend to maybe even be taken advantage of. And, and some, sometimes because of, because I've been taken advantage of, because I've been hurt in the past by other people who took advantage of me, I have tended to close the door on other opportunities because I wasn't open to the five laws of stratospheric success, the law of value, the law of compensation, the law of influence, the law of authenticity, and the law of receptivity. Applying these five laws to your life are going to make a huge impact. So today will probably be the hardest one for you. In the Courageous Community, I'd like for you to share what happened in your life as you opened yourself up to the law of receptivity, as you opened yourself up to staying open to receiving? What did you receive today? What did you receive back today? Share it with me in the Courageous Community on Facebook. Just search for Courageous Community if you've never been there and share it there. We'll add you right away to the group. It's a private group. 
uh, or also connect with me on CourageousCommunity.com and share. You can connect to the Facebook group that way. Don't forget to download your free gift, which is the Who I Am in Christ one-hour audio download. Just soak in the truth of what God's Word says about you and how God feels about you so you can be secure in whose you are and you'll be able to move forward with the courage inside of you, knowing that God is with you. And and hopefully it will strengthen your trust and your faith in what God is doing in your life today. Well, that's it for me today, friends. Got a lot to talk about that Chrissy and I learned on our vacation here uh, these last two weeks. When you hear from me again, I'll be back on the microphone probably, and we'll have a new series of messages going forward. Have a great day, friends. I'll be back on another episode of CourageCast. Cast.